The time has come, people. Welcome to the first annual Paper and Pen Series, brought to you by none other than the Monday Night Money Man. We're going to come live to you guys once or twice a week with some clean takes, 20 minutes long, something that just comes to me, a little Paper and Pen Series, jotting down stats, looking at certain topics. And coming to you clean, just one person. I'm like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't need a manager. I don't need a partner. I just got to come solo with it. That's it. DTA, baby. DTA. And if you don't know, look it on up. So today's topic, we're going to go for 20 minutes. And it's going to be on your boy, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield will go number one. To the Cleveland football Browns. I'm sold on it. I've been telling the guys about it. And the Monday Night Man money is ready to roll. Baker Mayfield is plus 2,000 to go number one to the Browns. It's a 100 to win 2,000. That is crazy, crazy, crazy value. And that does not mean it's got a high probability in Vegas. But it's got a high probability with Monday Night Money. Now, why do I think this is a simple question? Baker Mayfield's statistics and game film are what blow me away. I think too many people right now get caught up because there's so many internet sites, there's Twitter, there's everything else. I think everyone gets caught up by reading these mock drafts and taking into account what everyone says at all times. I just read a mock draft of, of, of Maurice Jones-Drew saying the Browns aren't going to take a quarterback to 32. He says Lamar Jackson at 32 to the Browns. Now, for a second, just think about that. That's printed on NFL.com, and people read that, and that's going to get over a million hits. That is repulsive that they put that trash out because there's nothing to that. There's no statistical basis of it. If you look at it, it's actually the stats and what our salary cap tells us with the Browns tell us otherwise. The Browns have the eighth highest running back in Carlos Hyde, and there's been nonstop talk of negotiations. I don't know if they've been done yet with Duke Johnson, but I guarantee that would make him a top 20 paid running back in the league. So we have two guys in the top 20 on our roster at the running back position paid. You think we're adding another guy like Saquon Barkley? into that our pie graph in terms of our salary cap and money allotted to the running back position would be stupid it would make no sense especially when John Dorsey was hired on one basis alone and if you don't believe me check the transcript of the presser and that is to get a quarterback Jimmy Haslam said you're our quarterback guy and why do we know this did the Browns go get A.J. McCarron, who Hugh Jackson and Jimmy Haslam wanted? No, they went with who John Dorsey wanted. And John Dorsey wanted Tyrod Taylor of the Buffalo Bills. And the Cleveland Browns got Tyrod Taylor of the Buffalo Bills. So that tells you a lot about who is calling the shots at the quarterback position. It's John Dorsey. Tyrod Taylor, just so you know, is six foot one, 215 to 220, probably 220. So when you look at that 6'1", 220, that points a lot to what we say with Baker Mayfield in terms of you're trying to get a player of like talents so they can study off each other. Baker Mayfield measured in at the combine. The only thing I go about with the numbers is the combine. Baker Mayfield measured in at 6'5", and 216 pounds at the combine. 
So that puts him, he's over, he's six foot and a half, pretty much. A little bit more than six foot and a half. What's funny is he was measured at the, at the Senior Bowl, and they had him at six foot and three eighths. And at the Combine, a month later, he was six foot and, uh, he was six foot and five eighths. So that must have meant that he, 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 uh, he grew a fourth of an inch, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, my God, if he grew another inch, he'd be he'd be the number one pick, and we wouldn't even be thinking about it. And Vegas odds would be conforming to it instead of pushing him into a plus two thousand. But that's all right because that's more money for us. So Baker Mayfield, we get right to the topic. John Dorsey's making the pick. John Dorsey has continually said that he wants guys that are culture fits, guys that have teammates come to them, gravitate towards them. A, a guy that's a natural-born leader that has some fire. And he keeps – I saw one interview that he talks about – that he talks about Brett Favre and comparing uh, Brett Favre to Baker Mayfield and how he's got these – he's got these Brett Favre traits. And then you also see who John Dorsey just hired. John Dorsey hired – the former GM of the Washington Redskins, Scott McClellahan. And Scott McClellahan is a huge Baker Mayfield fan. And Scott McClellahan has been on record before he worked for the Browns as praising uh, Baker Mayfield, as John Dorsey has as well. John Dorsey also said that he could not stand Josh Rosen. So Josh Rosen's not even in this. In fact, the number one pick is only down to two people. It's down to Sam Darnold. And it's down to uh, to Baker Mayfield. Don't give me the Josh Allen stuff. Just look at his game logs, which which people are finally doing, and they notice that Josh Allen threw over 300 yards one time. One time he threw over 300 yards. So Josh Allen's just not even a guy. I'm not even worried about him. Baker Mayfield averaged 331 yards a game in 14 games against elite competition. Josh Allen had one game where he threw for over uh, over 300 yards. So uh, that's that. He also had three games that he threw for under, uh, under 100 yards. So Josh Allen's not in the case. Don't read anything. Don't worry about those guys saying that. That's all garbage. That's just all smoke screens. For the Baker Mayfield stuff, why I think he's better than Sam Darnold's, it's really clear when you look at these guy, the, the, the game logs for these guys. And the game logs are a big thing because a lot of people think that the combine is his biggest thing when these guys come in and they work out in Indianapolis for the combine. That's not as, as important as what people make it out to be. That's more of a fan spect- spectacle. That's more of guys just to kind of see and take it in and get excited about guys that they don't know much about. None of us have watched Josh Allen really play that much. Let's just call a spade a spade. If you watch Josh Allen play, it's because you watched it on YouTube, okay, for a lot of this. We have some buddies in the crew uh, at the Never Any Glory podcast will stay up and they'll watch West Coast games. Uh, now, that does not necessarily mean they'll watch Wyoming games. That means they'll watch Pac-12 games, okay? So, not a lot of people have watched that out there. Now, we have watched Sam Darnold. We have a good take on him. We've watched Josh Rosen. The Browns aren't taking Josh Rosen because he's not a cultural fit, uh, unfortunately, because Josh Rosen's a hell of a quarterback quarterback with mechanics and everything else. It, personality just does not fit. For Darnold and Mayfield, it, it, it's pretty simple. You look at Mayfield's game logs. Mayfield's game logs are fascinating. How about this? 14 games. 
329 yards, 386 yards, 331 yards, 283, 306, 302, 410, 281, 598, 338, 257, 281, 243, and 287. Those are his yards in each of the 14 games for an average of 31, 331 yards per game. What did he do in touchdowns? Okay, I'll give you touchdown-interception ratio here. This is Baker Mayfield. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Three touchdowns, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Two TDs, one INT. Two TDs, one INT. Four TDs, one INT. Five TDs, two INTs. Three TDs, zero interceptions. Three TDs. Zero INTs, three TDs, zero INTs, four TDs, zero INTs, two touchdowns, one interception. Okay, let's look at the big games, which is important. Ohio State, 27 of 35 for 386, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Stupid, stupid good. If you watch that game, he was phenomenal. 77% completion percentage, Ohio State had no answer. And that was with Denzel Ward, which Sam Darnold did not play against Denzel Ward. Okay, another big game. Uh, you know, what do you think is another big game? Is, is Texas a big game? Is Oklahoma State a big game? I, I would say a big game for me would be TCU. He played TCU twice because I think TCU is the only Big 12 team out there that has a good defense. Against TCU, the first game, 18 of 27 for 30, 333 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, 66 completion percent, 67 completion percentage. Uh, TCU in the next game, this is the Big 12 championship. They wiped them off the map. It, you know, these stats are a little skewed because they were up big. Uh, they won 41-17 in that game. He was 15-23, 243 yards, uh, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He also had six rushes for 65 yards, which were pretty big time. Against Georgia, he was pretty darn good in that first half. Struggled a little bit in the third quarter. Uh, overthrew uh, Andrews over the middle and uh, had an interception that was not too good. Came back the next drive when they were down 38 31 and if you haven't seen him on that drive watch that drive he threw a great ball up the left seam uh, a needle up the left seam and he had a hell of a touchdown pass to tie the game at 38 in that game uh, he went 23 of 35 for 287 66 percentage completion and two touchdowns and one interception and he grinded I mean his teammates love him if you watch these games his teammates love him if you watch him play the Ohio State game, when his offensive lineman told him to throw that flag down in the middle of the field, and he ran there, and there was about 20 to 25 teammates that were there with him when he planted that flag down, and that was pretty impressive. That was a great moment for Oklahoma football because you don't do that to Ohio State with at the shoe uh, unless you literally beat the living hell out of us. And I'll tell you this, and Ohio State fans will tell you this, that was an old-fashioned ass-whooping if, if you watch football and you know exactly w uh, what Ohio State's all about. And that was a heck of a performance by Baker Mayfield. Uh, Ohio State people will tell you straight up, that was uh, mad props. And they didn't like that flag going in the middle of the field. But I'll tell you this right now, that, that, that was dog status, him doing that. that, that that's big time. That is big time. And, you know, you know Baker, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield getting arrested – you know that that is a definitely knock on him, and that's something that he would need to he would need to discuss. Um, he was arrested in, in in late February of 2017, so over a year ago, almost 
you know, 14, 15 months ago. And that was something you need to talk about. It was at the end of, uh, of not this last season, the season before, obviously. Something you talked about. He was boozing up, got busted, uh, you know, walking away from cops. Cops took him down. Um, you know, that, that's his flaw. That's his flaw. People want to think that his bravado on the field, it, they want to connect it to that video. And to me, I, I think that, you know, all of these kids are going to college and they, they have issues with what they do. You know, was it malicious? Was, you know, he doing it to someone else? He didn't, he didn't do anything to another human being. If anything, he had too much to drink and that was on him. It's a victimless crime. It's not him beating someone up. He didn't get in a fight. There wasn't an assault. Uh, there wasn't any issues with girls, uh, you know, uh, sexual assaults. You know, he was, it was one thing where he had too much booze and there hasn't been anything about him since. In 14 months. And with that, if you want to say that his on-field problems are connected to that, I totally disagree because when you, all of us that have competed, especially these guys at these upper college, all of these guys that have competed, they turn into different people. And in that sense, Baker Mayfield is an animal. He is a superior competitor. His teammates love him. All of these guys in Oklahoma, you won't find another quarterback in this draft that their teammates talk better at him, about him. Um, he he, in that sense, uh, his teammates are obsessed about him. And you can say what you want, but if you watch the video, what is he really doing wrong? I guess he's walking back and he's severely intoxicated. He's probably walking back to his dorm. The cops yell at him and they say, hey, stop, stop. And he doesn't stop. He gets ready to run because who knows? You know, that's fight or flight in that case. Did he do anything wrong? Was he just running from cops? He was fleeing the scene. Okay, did he... He started to shout obscenities when the cops took him down. I think that would be a reaction to anyone if they don't think they did anything wrong. Then he was drunk. Yeah, he's drunk in public. Yeah, he can get arrested for that, but that's not as bad as what people are making it out to be. Now, when you look at what he's done on the field, like I said, the planting the flag, that's all competitor. Hey, they won the game. Don't like it? Beat him on the field. Next thing, against Kansas. Watch that Kansas tape. They don't shake his hand before the game. And if you think that's the only thing that happened – you didn't watch the game. There was multiple personal fouls and unsportsmanlike conducts by Kansas in that game. And if you don't, if you haven't seen the one hit by the text by the Kansas cornerback, Baker Mayfield's rolling out to his right, throws, okay, and the cornerback beyond late hit, beyond late, takes a dead shot, takes a dead shot at Baker Mayfield's right shoulder, just totally trying to take him out, flag. Unsportsmanlike conduct, flag. Uh, I, actually, I think it was unnecessary roughness on that call. And Baker's holding and clutching his right shoulder. That He didn't do the, the crotch grab and everything else uh, and the, the language there until they were up 27-3 in the third quarter, I believe. And, and there was a lot of things that Kansas provoked that multiple times after plays over guys getting in his face. So I don't, have, I don't have a problem with that. There's a little fire there. And if anyone did that for the Cleveland Browns, we would love it. We would, we would applaud it because we need some of that fire. Okay, We're tired of cookie-cutter quarterbacks. We're tired of guys that, that don't have you know, some fire. We would love the fire. And now, now Johnny had the flair, but Johnny didn't have anything to go with the flair. Johnny didn't have the respect of teammates, nothing. Baker Mayfield's got the respect of teammates. So in that case, I think that's, I think that's overdone. When we get back to the stats here. Baker made college scouts watch nothing. NFL college scouts watch nothing but film. It's 90% of the evaluation process. 
Film, 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 film. What did Baker Mayfield do this year? In 14 games, he had 43 touchdowns, a 71% completion percentage. Let me reiterate that, a 71% completion percentage, people. That's unbelievable. Six interceptions in 14 games, 71% completion percentage, 43 touchdowns. That's unbelievable. That's off the charts good. That production is unbelievable. Okay, If you want to dog the Big 12, you might have an argument for dogging the Big 12. I get it. He also had a professional line. I have a, a buddy that's a college coach at Ohio State, and he tells me that Oklahoma had one of the best. He said Oklahoma, probably Georgia. These are the teams that have the best, from his perception, had the best offensive lines in the nation. Okay, Oklahoma had a great offensive line. Kept the guys off them. Oh, Cleveland Browns have a solid offensive line. One and two. Did you ever see a Baker Mayfield ball get batted down, even though he's six foot and a half? He's throwing uh, the Brown kid and a couple other kids in that on that uh, underclassmen on that line. They're tall dudes, six six, six seven, six eight. He didn't get balls batted down. That's pretty impressive of Baker Mayfield because he has a high release point and his release is filthy quick, and his velocity measured at the Senior Bowl was within one mile per hour to that of Josh Allen. In fact, one, uh, the guy that wrote the article said, if you didn't see who threw the ball, you would not be able to tell the difference between Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield's ball velocity. When measured by speed, they were within, they were within one mile per hour of each other. That's awesome. He didn't have to show up to the Senior Bowl. He did. He didn't have to show up to the Combine. He did. His game film is enough. He's lit it up this year. His hand size is over 9. It's 9.9 and a quarter. Okay. And, uh, you know, from that standpoint, he pretty much gets it. You need a hand over nine. And Baker Mayfield said, my hands are big enough. I have no problem gripping an NFL football. It's not an issue. And I like that. I like that bravada. I like the fact that he can walk in the building and that he has respect from pros. Because part of it is having that bravada, having that respect from these guys that you've done something, that you've got it done. Josh Allen and some of these guys, they're going to struggle with that. Even Sam Darnold being 20 years old and doesn't turn 21 until June, he's going to struggle with that. Now, getting to Sam Darnold, he's six foot three and three eighths. He's about th- almost three inches taller than him, uh, Mayfield, which is good. Feet are terrible, in my opinion. Feet are just terrible. Two hundred twenty pounds. He only weighs five pounds more than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's got a thick build. People, twenty six touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, thirteen interceptions, thirteen interceptions. If you look at his game logs, they they thought they were going to come out this season and throw the ball a ton with him. Okay. He, he, threw, he threw too many interceptions. In the first six games of the year, he threw nine interceptions. I'm not even talking about his fumbles. I think he had 10 or 11 fumbles this year. He had 13 interceptions. Okay, I think he had nine fumbles. I think he had 22 total turnovers. In two years, I know this, he had, he had either he had high 30s in turnovers. I think he had 36 to 38 turnovers in two years, interceptions and fumbles. If you think for one minute that it... That the fumbles aren't an issue? Oh, that's correctable. He's playing in Southern California where it's always nice. Try coming to Cleveland and throwing and keeping the ball in November and going against the pass rushes of the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, and most of all the Pittsburgh Steelers. The ball is going to be a lot harder to hold on to. A lot harder to hold on to. So I don't want to hear it that that's correctable. His feet are consistently happy. There's a video on YouTube. A guy does a great job. 
and he posts all the interceptions that these guys have thrown, and he breaks them down. I want you to, just so you know, Baker Mayfield only has six, okay? And Sam Darnold has six in the first three games of the season, okay? I want you to watch Sam Darnold's interceptions. I challenge you to watch Sam Darnold's interceptions. Take those in, and I'll tell you this. If you think happy feet is not a real thing with him, you're not, you're not, you do not know him. His feet are terrible. They're happy. They remind me of Brady Quinn's when he played for the Browns. So when you're watching Sam Darnold's feet, remember that, okay? And don't give me this crap about, oh, he had this receiver or this offense. He had Ronald Jones, who's going to be a uh, day one, day two guy getting drafted. Who knows? Okay, Oklahoma, uh, who's their running back this year? I don't necessarily know offhand. I know that they, uh, they had Lamb, who was a true freshman, 18-year-old receiver who was a stud. But he was still a true freshman. Baker Mayfield's throwing to him. And they also had a Juco transfer that could fly, but was obviously first-year Juco. Well, he's a Juco transfer, okay? And Sam Darnold threw Juju Smith-Schuster last year. Um, and I, I don't know who the other USC guys. Now, Mark Andrews is a hell of a tight end, so that helps Baker Mayfield. But the bottom line for me is everything that John Dorsey's saying and the type of player that he wants is Baker Mayfield. He matches up to Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, 6'1", 220. Baker Mayfield, is. we already said his measurements. It's a perfect fit. Plus 2,000, that's the money on it. You can't beat that type of value. It's excellent. It, it, what do you got to lose? 100 to 2,000. It, it, it's phenomenal. His over-under is 6.5, people. It's plus, minus 200, but his over-under is 6.5. He's going in the top six picks. All it takes is a team to fall in love, and I think Baker. I, I think John Dorsey's falling in love. I really do. So at the end of paper and pen series number one, we got one take for you people. Hey, it's Baker Mayfield or nothing. Happy gambling, people.